A Blizzard of Backlash, Part 3, on Blizzard's troubling response. Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing partner of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have Part 3 of the continuing saga of Activision, Blizzard, China, Free Speech, Blitzchung, Hearthstone, and everything else you could possibly want to discuss on this channel, in this series. So without further ado, let's take a look at what got us here so far. So earlier this week, the very first video of this week was a video I recorded called A Blizzard of Backlash on China, Freedom of Speech, and Terrible Contracts. And that delved into exactly what happened here, which is that Activision Blizzard wound up suspending and banning a player named Blitzchung and seizing all of his winnings for the current season of Hearthstone in response to his saying positive things about Hong Kong uh, and that Hong Kong should be free and that it's the revolution of our age and other comments that he made on a broadcast after the end of his match playing Hearthstone. And Blizzard objected to this by using certain language in their handbook, certain language in their official rules that I commented on. I commented on the fact that they were draconian and ambiguous and, and really could be applied in any fashion at all by Blizzard. This was then followed up by me later in the week with a video called Free Speech Fallout Follow-Up. Can Blitzchung sue Blizzard? Uh, and in that case, the answer is maybe. There's a lot of steps to follow, uh, but it's an interesting video if you're at all interested in what I look at when I'm looking at contract language, when I'm looking at provisions, and how I advise clients as to what contracts say and what they don't say. Certainly, Blizzard has tried to say, no, you can't sue us. You have to use arbitration and other things. Uh, but I find it to be an interesting discussion, so I highly recommend that. But throughout this whole period of time, since they banned Blitzchung, since they suspended him, since they took all of his winnings, and over the course of the entire week, Blizzard had not issued an official response. That was changed late last night. Late last night, at least Eastern Daylight Time, which is where I live in Michigan. But overall, whenever you've got a statement that your company releases, you're an American company, like Activision Blizzard, that releases after work hours on the East Coast on Friday, the tendency for lawyers, public relations professionals, press release specialists, press secretaries, whoever you might be talking to on this issue, is that that's the time where you have the most likelihood of sneaking it through the news cycle. And a lot of that comes through from the past, in all honesty. The, the notion that you could deliver something after the workday on Friday, hopefully have it not picked up over the weekend and have it kind of fizzle out before there's a mass kind of acknowledgement of whatever message you are delivering is a notion that in my experience is something that is best left in the past. That being said, public relations folks still use it. And so I think it's worth noting that this statement that Blizzard finally, finally made about this entire situation was released to those of us on the East Coast of the United States after work hours on a Friday. This is not a message. This is not a story that Blizzard would like to see picked up and continued. If you take nothing else away from this video, take that away. Blizzard has this whole statement, uses a lot of words to say very little. We're going to talk about the messaging. That's what we do here on Virtual Legality in part. But overall, from the kind of meta context of what you're looking at when it was released, acknowledge the fact that Blizzard tried to bury this by releasing it after work hours on a Friday. With that all as background, Let's take a look at what they actually said in response to an overall kind of internet uprising, journalists at national media, television shows, 
news channels talking about what they did to Blitzchung. They say, regarding last week's Hearthstone Grandmasters Tournament, hello, Blizzard community. I want to take a few minutes before we get to it. This is actually signed by the president of Blizzard. So when he says I, it's to be read in, in his voice. Now, I'll tell you also from experience as a corporate lawyer, as counsel to clients that have had to engage in crisis public relations in the past, this is not a document that is very likely the voice of any one person at Blizzard, at Activision Blizzard, at their Chinese partners, anywhere else. This is the kind of statement when you have the kind of backlash that we've seen this past week for Activision Blizzard that had to have been vetted by counsel, by public relations, probably by the board of the company. And so when we look at this, we are going to see some of the kind of concepts of uh, creation by committee that you see in all these kinds of documents where you have perhaps one thought in one paragraph and it kind of zigs over here to a different paragraph. We don't need to worry about that as much. That's how these things are, are made. That's the nature of the beast here. But it's worth noting that when this says it's a statement from the president, that means it's essentially that's the person they want to have go forward with the statement. But this should be read as a statement from the company overall. I want to take a few minutes to talk to all of you about the Hearthstone Grandmasters tournament this past weekend. On Monday, we made the decision to take action against a player named Blitzchung and two shoutcasters after the player shared his views on what's happening in Hong Kong on our official broadcast channel. At Blizzard, our vision is to bring the world together through epic entertainment, and we have core values that apply here. Think globally, lead responsibly, and importantly, every voice matters, encouraging everybody to share their point of view. The actions that we took over the weekend are causing people to question if we are still committed to these values. We absolutely are, and I will explain. Now, just with that as the opening of this statement, it's worth noting, if people are questioning whether you are actually responding to what you are stating as your core values, including, as we talked about in our previous video, the fact that Blizzard employees had actually covered up Every Voice Matters and Think Globally on the statue or on the, the various kind of plaques that are at Blizzard headquarters because those employees felt that the company was not following their own values on this score. This is not all external to Blizzard. There is internal unrest as well, that if you have to make a multi-thousand word statement explaining how what you just did follows up with what those core values are, perhaps they are not as aligned with those core values as you are presenting here or as that other people might might otherwise think. And so in, in my experience, if you have to explain this much, you probably took a misstep. And what we see here as we go through this statement and what their actions are in respect to the ban and in respect to the winnings is that they acknowledge maybe they made a misstatement, but maybe not. Continuing with their statement, our esports programs are an expression of our vision and our values. Esports exist to create opportunities for players from around the world, from different cultures, and from different backgrounds to come together to compete and share their passion for gaming. It is extremely important to us to protect these channels and the purpose they serve, to bring the world together through epic entertainment, celebrate our players, and build diverse and inclusive communities. So you see here, the through epic entertainment is where they're going to hang their hat on. They've emphasized it three times now in three paragraphs. And you can understand what it is they're going to try to do in this statement. To bring the world together, yes, that's what we mean when we, th when we say think globally and every voice matters. Ah, but through games, 
we want to make clear that Blizzard is a gaming company. We're an entertainment company. And so when we say we want to bring everybody together, we mean bring everybody together through games, not through political statements. That's what they are ultimately going to try to say they're going to do. And we're going to talk about exactly what I had commented on earlier in the week and how this statement roughly dovetails with what I would have recommended their stance to be immediately. We're also going to talk about the fact that when it isn't your stance immediately and when you let all of this happen over the course of a week and you come back after hours on a Friday with this statement that should have been made on maybe a Tuesday, then people are in their right to doubt your sincerity, to doubt the reason that this statement was made in the first place, and to doubt that you are actually uh, interested in pursuing these values against the previous actions that you took at the start of the week. Here's how these values apply in this case. First, our official esports tournament broadcast was used as a platform for a winner of this event to share his views with the world. Undoubtedly true. We interview competitors who are at the top of their craft to share how they feel. We want to experience that moment with them. Hearing their excitement is a powerful way to bring us together. Over the weekend, Blitzchung used his segment to make a statement about the situation in Hong Kong. In violation of rules, he acknowledged and understood, and this is why we took action. Now, we're going to continue with this statement, but this particular provision here is pretty close to actual BS. So for the most part, I give people that are making corporate statements a lot of leeway. Right, But we have two videos in virtual legality that actually talk about the language of the rule that they brought up here. And the basics here, I'm not going to bring it up again. You can go check out those videos for a deep dissection of that rule and every provision thereof. But basically what it says is at our discretion, if you commit any act connected to a tournament or not, that we feel brings you into disrepute or offends a portion of the public, then we can smack you down. We can take your money. We can do whatever else we like to you. And the ambiguity of that particular rule is such that me, as a lawyer, with getting pretty close to two decades of experience in reading and writing contracts, could look at that provision and not tell you, my client, Activision Blizzard, the viewers of this video, or anyone else what exactly it means. So to pretend that a foreign Hearthstone player understands exactly what he was signing up to when you have a provision in that contract that says we can take all your money when we feel like it is, as I said, pretty close to flat out BS. And you can tell from its inclusion here very early in the statement that they are intending to use that as a defensive cudgel to say, hey, he signed the contract. He understood what he was getting into. And Activision Blizzard, I call you out on that. Feel free to have an umbrella term that protects you, but don't try to pretend that everybody, especially that isn't a lawyer, that doesn't read contracts for a living, understands that what you put in 6.10 is an umbrella term designed to get you your money back whenever you feel like. Now, continuing with their statement, every voice matters and we strongly encourage everyone in our community to share their viewpoints in the many places available to express themselves. Again, we have to stop. 6.10 does not limit any act that brings you into public disrepute to only statements made related to your tournament. It doesn't. It is as broad as possible. 
And so if you are walking down the street and you yell out free Hong Kong and you haven't played Hearthstone in three months, they could still take your money for that season. They could still suspend you and ban you, especially if while you're walking home, a camera catches you and that becomes a viral video because Activision Blizzard is interested in not having political messages presented in association with its game. Now, some of you aren't going to like what I'm about to say, but when we get down to it, I'm generally sympathetic to a corporation that wants to present a card game to the public and wants to present it separate from political messages. The problem here is not necessarily their neutral stance, their neutrality that they're advocating in this statement. It's the fact that it doesn't appear to be neutral at all. And it's the fact that they took a week to make this statement in the first place that suggests that neutrality isn't at issue here. It's about contract partners. And again, I'm sympathetic to that in a business sense, but you got to be very careful and you got to not look me in the eyes and lie to me. And so if you start this statement with stuff like Blitzchung understood what he was getting into, and we strongly encourage everyone to speak out in the many places that are available to express themselves, and you've got a rule on your books that says any act anywhere and we can do these bad things to you, I don't believe you. Continuing on. However, the official broadcast needs to be about the tournament and to be a place where all are welcome. In support of that, we want to keep the official channels focused on the game. Again, I am sympathetic to that notion. But then rewrite your rule. Say, if you are tied directly to this broadcast, to this game, to what Blizzard is putting money into, both to create, to organize, and to broadcast, then yes, I think, in general, you should have some control over what you're broadcasting out to the world. And if it's harmful to you as a company, as Activision Blizzard or anyone else, then yes, you should have control over what is said. But if you have a rule on your books that says you can do whatever you like, anywhere, and we can penalize you, that's a problem for me. Second, what is the role of shoutcasts for these broadcasts? We hire shoutcasters to amplify the excitement of the game. They elevate the watchability and help the esports viewing experience stay focused on the tournament and our amazing players. It's interesting. That's neither here nor there in respect to this statement. And I'm not entirely certain how we wound up with a press statement that is essentially a series of rhetorical questions asked to themselves. Uh, that's an unusual style. That's a bit of a fact style or, you know, something like a BuzzFeed article style. It's very unusual to see in a kind of public relations crisis management uh, role. That might have something to do with the internationality of this particular incident. I'm not sure. Third, were our actions based on the content of the message? Now, here is where I am most sympathetic because I feel in general that this is an appropriate stance for a company to take. It is not an appropriate stance for a company to take in this context because of how long they waited, because Blitzchung was the only one penalized for political statements that I'm aware of in association with their tournaments, and it was a pro-Hong Kong message. I'm not familiar with anybody that said, uh, you know, God save China or whatever it might be in respect to their broadcasts getting penalized. And maybe they don't exist. If you know of any of these incidents, let me know in the comments to this video because that's part and parcel to this conversation. Are there other people saying relatively innocuous things as part of this broadcast, such as in favor of China or otherwise, or any country, or pro or anti Donald Trump or Brexit or anything else? Have there been statements made on these broadcasts that have this content that haven't been penalized like Blitzchung are? That's an important piece of this puzzle, and I would appreciate any help on the research that you can give me there. Their actual response here is, part of thinking globally, leading responsibly, and every voice matters is recognizing that we have players and fans in almost every country in the world. 
Our goal is to help players connect in areas of commonality, like their passion for our games, and create a sense of shared community. The specific views expressed by Blitzchung were not a factor in the decision we made. I want to be clear. Our relationships in China had no influence on our decision. We have these rules to keep the focus on the game and on the tournament to the benefit of a global audience, and that was the only consideration in the actions we took. If this had been the opposing viewpoint, delivered in the same divisive and deliberate way, we would have felt and acted the same. So, a couple things here. First of all, the overall statement is basically trying to say we are content neutral. We want you to talk about Hearthstone cards. We want you to talk about how you felt after you won or lost the tournament. We don't want you to talk about politics at all. And then they also frame, once again, in a defensive pose, what Blitzchunk did as divisive and deliberate. And this is essentially a five-second statement. So you want to talk about divisiveness, that's interesting. Certainly divisiveness would also include what they are saying here, the opposing viewpoint, yay mainland China, whatever that might look like. And as I said when we started this section, I'm sympathetic to this situation and how a company should respond here. As a matter of fact, I've pulled up the entirety of the original comments that I made to Sam Desitoff at Game Daily Biz when I was asked uh, to respond to this whole situation. He made this inquiry on Wednesday. This is the day after I made my initial video on the issue, and he asked for my legal thoughts. And one of the things that I said, you can read them all here, you can pause the video to check them all out, but I wanted to highlight this specific one based on what Blizzard just said late on Friday night yesterday. I think, this is me reading the statement, there was a version of these events that could have been framed by Blizzard differently, perhaps as opposed to all political messaging during Blizzard events, especially for instance, if they would have stated that any pro-mainland commentary would have been likewise sanctioned. That they did not do that belies their true purpose, to ingratiate themselves with mainland China. Different folks can take that different ways, obviously. But it seems apparent now that the market sees a very real problem with Blizzard's approach. This statement was made more than 72 hours, I believe, before Blizzard made their statement late last night. And so... This is not an issue that Blizzard shouldn't have been aware of. This is not an issue that couldn't have been clarified by Blizzard immediately. The fact that they elected not to do so is not indicative of a company that doesn't care about its relationships with China. I'm a corporate lawyer. I don't pretend that they don't have very, very smart corporate lawyers and other kinds of folks in their enterprise, in their entity or outside counsel that were giving them this kind of advice. You should make it clear that you are content neutral. You should make it clear immediately and decisively. You should correct this mistake. You should squash these fires as soon as possible. That they elected not to do so is very, very illuminating. And so while I made that statement many, many days ago, when they make this statement that mirrors exactly that sentiment, I believe that is the place that they have to wind up if they want to continue doing business globally. But the fact that this was all handled so poorly does nothing to suggest that any of this is true, that their Chinese relationships didn't influence their decision. Nothing of what was said here should have taken a week if they weren't considering those relationships. Yes, I'm just a guy with a YouTube channel, which is hopefully very popular. Share with your friends. But I'm also a guy that knows how to look at these statements, sees a brush fire becoming a wildfire, and knows some ways to put it out. 
and I'm sure Blizzard was getting that advice at the time, that they elected to hold it back and come up with this neutrality stance this late in the game, a week after, is very, very illuminating. Okay, what could Blizzard have done better? I'm again speaking from their statement in rhetorical question form. And where do we go from here? Over the past few days, many players, casters, esports fans, and employees have expressed concerns about how we determine the penalties. We've had a chance to pause, to listen to our community, and to reflect on what we could have done better. In hindsight, our process wasn't adequate, and we reacted too quickly. Definitely not in statement form, am I right? We want to ensure that we maintain a safe and inclusive environment for all our players, and that our rules and processes are clear. All of this is in service of another important Blizzard value. Play nice, play fair. In the tournament itself, Blitzchung played fair. We now believe he should receive his prizing. We understand for, for some that this is not about the prize, and perhaps for others it is disrespectful to even discuss it. That is not our intention. Disrespectful to even discuss the prize? I have no idea who that is in response to. It's certainly not disrespectful to say, hey, give me my $3,000 back in the United States. So that might be a China apportioned comment. I have no idea there. It doesn't make any sense to me as a corporate lawyer sitting here in Michigan. But the rest of this is, again, somewhat BS, right? We want to ensure that we maintain a safe and inclusive environment for all our players and that our rules and processes are clear. 6.10 can never be clear as written. It can never be clear. Any act at our sole discretion and we can take all your money, that can never, ever be clear. And the fact that you are giving this money back now is great. I think one of the ways that he was most likely to win a potential lawsuit or other action against you is based on that money that he had earned for services provided that certainly the state of California would have looked askance at. And that's covered in depth in the video where we talk about whether or not he could bring a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard. That money was the strongest argument he had. But as I tell my clients, the fact that someone waives a contract provision, that someone does something nice for you on one specific instance, doesn't make that contract provision go away. The next person that makes this statement, Blizzard can take all their money because that rule is on the books. And one thing that needs to change about all of this, even if you accept their neutrality stance, even if you accept their sincerity that China itself isn't involved in any of this, is that that rule and really all the rules that go to conduct that is at Blizzard's sole discretion that can allow them to claw back winnings that you have earned for them for services provided that they have made revenue on that they have made contract money on. Those rules all need to be reexamined. They all need to be rolled back and they all need to be fairer to the people involved. Yes, if you say something out of line that goes directly against the rules, Blizzard should be able to punish you. You want to put a rule in that expressly says any political commentary will be punished in this fashion. I wouldn't recommend clawing back those winnings, but, but saying suspension, bans, whatever it is that you want to do, if you want to put that in black and white as the header line to your rules, then you do that, Blizzard. But don't hide under an umbrella term that nobody, not a corporate lawyer, not a Hearthstone player, or anybody in between can read and understand and expect us to be okay with you implementing it and saying that everything else is fair and that your rules and processes are clear. They are not. And that is the fundamental problem here. Now they go defensive. But playing fair also includes appropriate pre- and post-match conduct especially when a player accepts recognition for winning in a broadcast. When we think about the suspension, six months for Blitzchung is more appropriate. 
after which time he can compete in the Hearthstone Pro Circuit again, if he so chooses. There is a consequence for taking the conversation away from the purpose of the event and disrupting or derailing the broadcast. Now, interestingly enough, that's a very defensive statement, right? This is Blizzard saying, yes, I guess we'll accede to giving you your money back. I guess we will cut your prohibition and ban in half. But honestly, we didn't want to do it. And we have to strike this stance that suggests that this is a measure of our largesse and grace and don't challenge us again. This is anything but an apologetic statement at this point. This is defensive. This is, well, since this is the first instance of this really happening, maybe we should have taken a a smaller approach to this. And absolutely they should have. If you followed our earlier videos, you know that one of the pieces of conduct that is absolutely described as, as prohibited is things that are disruptive to the tournament. So it's interesting that they actually talk about this statement being disruptive or derailing the broadcast. Maybe it was. Again, I'm sympathetic to a corporation saying, oh my God, we don't want to talk about Trump. We don't want to talk about the NBA. We don't want to talk about Brexit, China, Hong Kong, anything. We just want to talk about Hearthstone cards. I am sympathetic to that stance. However, when you get up there and you have a rule that says, if you disrupt the broadcast, the very first penalty, it actually says this in black and white in the rule book, is you will be given a warning. Has Blitzchung done anything else before this? Has he done anything else? Has anybody said anything about Hong Kong and gotten anything else as part of this? Has anybody said anything political and gotten anything else? I would love more of this information in the comments to this video. Elsewhere, if you want to hit me on social media, I'm at Hoaglaw on Twitter or, or elsewhere. You can find me on email. But if this hasn't been done before by Blizzard... Their own rule book would dictate that a disruptive communication that isn't violent, that isn't threatening, that isn't yelling at a tournament official should be given a warning to start. We have comments. We have issues in labor law here in the United States that talk about due process in terms of terminating someone. In general, you have to go through an escalating process. You have to give a warning, then maybe a suspension, then a termination. Not in all cases. If somebody does something really bad, you can go to immediate termination. But when you put something in your handbook, when you put something in your rules that says X happens and you will receive a warning, if you skip straight to X happens and we're taking all your money, suspending you and taking away some portion of your livelihood for a full year, now six months, then that's not going to hold much muster in many courts in the United States. I'm not saying those courts apply to this particular question. You can go look at my earlier video to have the long form discussion of why they, why or, why they may or may not. But if you have something in your rule book, you escalate it immediately, then you strike a defensive tone. You are begging someone to come and challenge it. You are begging the next person in your tournament to say a statement. You are, you are begging everyone to get involved here. And this defensive tone strikes me as something that doesn't make sense from Activision Blizzard's standpoint. And it wouldn't surprise me if it were a part and parcel to those relationships in China. Those same, same relationships in China that they earlier in the statement say have nothing to do with any of this entire process. Obviously, that doesn't pass the smell test for me, for anybody else online. And it really, I don't think they expect it to pass the smell test for anybody when they issue this statement. They're just trying to get this over with. They are trying to quash this fire before BlizzCon in early November. And I don't think they're going to make it. Finalizing their statement. With regard to the casters, remember their purpose is to keep the event focused on the tournament. That didn't happen here. And we are setting their suspension to six months as well. It's unclear to me what action the casters were supposed to take there, whether they had a cutoff button, whether they were supposed to throw something at him while he was making a statement, whether he was supposed to do something else. I have no idea. 
moving forward, we will continue to apply tournament rules to ensure our official broadcasts remain focused on the game and are not a platform for divisive social or political views. Hold them to that, folks. I don't watch Hearthstone tournaments. I don't watch Blizzard. I'm very unlikely to engage with Blizzard at any point in the near future. But hold them to that. If anybody makes anything remotely political, make them have to do their implement their penalties. Make them have to follow this to the letter. And if they don't, remind them of what happened here this week. One of our goals at Blizzard is to make sure that every player everywhere in the world, regardless of political views, religious beliefs, race, gender, or any other consideration, always feels safe and welcome, both competing in and playing our games. So that's not a paragraph that anybody can disagree with, but note what they tied to all of this, right? This is about a free speech issue. This is about a statement made about Hong Kong and China. They tie it to all these things that people generally are in favor of, right? We don't want to discriminate on political views, religious beliefs, race, gender, all these other things. How about some warm and fuzzies for Blizzard? And they don't have anything to do with the actual statement at hand. They don't have anything to do with the defensive tone struck earlier in the statement. And in essence, they're designed to be a shiny object that lures you away from actually thinking about what was said here. At Blizzard, we are always listening and finding ways to improve. It is part of our culture. Thank you for your patience with us as we continue to learn. I have no idea what that means at the end, right? At Blizzard, we are always listening and finding ways to improve. It is part of our culture. Obviously here, many people think they are finding ways to not improve, to get worse at what they do, what they deliver, and what they say to people about what they do and what they deliver. So they're getting worse. Then they say, thank you for your patience with us as we continue to learn. This is that apologetic stance that you would have expected at the start of this statement, in the middle of this statement, two thirds of the way through this statement, Thank you for your patience with us as we continue to learn. Nah, that's not what this statement says. This statement says we are begrudgingly reducing the penalties we think are fine because you all are whining about it. And so thank you for your patience with us because we're figuring out how to try to assuage you without lowering our potential contract partners and our potential fiscal year end. And look, again, I'm a business lawyer. I'm a corporate lawyer. I understand all of the issues at play here. There is a vastly better way to handle this if you are Activision Blizzard. And I suspect after this statement comes out, after it is made known on the internet and elsewhere, that that's going to become even more apparent to Activision Blizzard. This statement will do nothing to assuage the comments that are being made about Activision Blizzard, to assuage the comments that are talking about boycotts, to assuage those folks that are putting May on free Hong Kong posters and trying to get her banned in China through that effort. That's another topic that I discussed in the earlier video series. That is not going to do anything to assuage any of those people, including one Blitzchung, who apparently made a statement last night after seeing Blizzard's statement. And I've got here the Eurogamer article that talks about it. it says uh, It's from the article that's earlier made about this whole thing after a week of protests. Blizzard issues statement on pro-Hong Kong Hearthstone player ban. They say, update. Chung Blitzchung Yingwei has responded to Blizzard's overnight statement saying, in the future, I will be more careful. In a live stream on Twitch, the Hong Kong Hearthstone Pro revealed he received a phone call from a Blizzard representative about the situation and said he was grateful the company had reduced his ban from one year to six months. However, Blitzchung added, to the honest, six months is too long for me. Then, I wish Blizzard would reconsider the penalty of the two casters. That's exactly what you would expect from something like this. In general, an overall chilling effect. And with a rule on the books that still allows Blizzard to penalize you for actions taken on this completely separate Twitch stream, 
for instance. Those rules need to be reexamined. People need to continue holding Blizzard's feet to the fire. Again, this is coming from someone who is overall sympathetic to what they're dealing with here. But I can't sit idly by and say that what they are handling, what this statement says, what they have done over the past week makes any sense to me. It can be handled better. It should be handled better. It must be handled better. And I am all in favor of holding Blizzard and Activision to the fire on this. This has been Virtual Legality for today. I hope you liked. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, please like, please subscribe to the channel. Obviously, this week we're talking a lot about all of this. If you thought this was interesting, if you thought it's important to, to, for other people to know, please do share it around. I think this entire story is important for people to know. I can't get anywhere. This channel is a nice size, but it's not as big as some others that you might see on, on talking about this. And we don't like to get too fire and fury here. We like to take things from an analytical approach. We like to look at things from a legal and business perspective. Hope I did that with this statement, but you can certainly hear in this video uh, me being very passionate about these issues, being very passionate about the failures that I see at the corporate level, failures that I think can be corrected to the benefit of all. And I would love to see this shared around uh, and really find its way into some, some people's uh, social media streams uh, and forum posts, uh, because I think a lot of people need to hear exactly how they should be interpreting this statement. Whether or not they want to feel about it the same way as, as me uh, or as others is entirely up to them. But I think it's important to really kind of parse out what was said here, what was done here. And I'd really appreciate it. Uh, any and all of you uh, that would help me out in that regard. Otherwise, if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. I very much appreciate it. And if you listen to it in its podcast form, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate that as well. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.